This is Derek Moyer, and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. So, welcome back, guys, to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. I hope you're all well. We're on a sixth part of the series around Prune for Better Fruit. And I've got my good friend with me today, Paul Algio, from North Air Together, doing a great work down there with addicts, with ex-prisoners, and really making a difference in the community. Paul, how are you, sir? Yes, I doing doing great, Derek. Thanks, mate. Yeah, good. I'm glad to see the sunshine back out. I love that early mornings with the sunshine and what a difference it makes. And what a difference. And you've been up for crack a dawn with your son this morning. You were telling me that son. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> right, getting up in the mornings again, eh? Mm -hmm. So thanks for joining me, Paul. I've asked Paul to come and share around this last uh, part, and we've got to talk about attacking weaknesses. You know, as, as we've been through this series, we have to identify that God is the gardener. He's working within us, but he needs our cooperation. That That's that's the, the nuts and bolts here. You know, God is working within us. He never stops working. He's working things out for our good, but he needs our cooperation. And as we've went through this, it's became clear, apparent. When God shows us things, the, the things need to be addressed. So... I just wanted to start with saying weaknesses, you know, what is a weakness? And it's a fault, flaw, a defect, a shortcoming. And how how do we know we've got them? If you look at the beginning verse of the, the series, it was every branch, he says, that continues to bear fruit. He prunes, the father prunes to make it bear more and better fruit. So why would we need pruning if we've already arrived? <laughs> so the, the truth there is we're all works in progress we may as well accept it throughout our lives we are going to have to be continually pruned we have to embrace this process that we don't see it all God is promising to say I'm going to prune you I'm going to reshape and reform you continually to produce better fruit so you know that's the nuts and bolts here and it isn't a punishment <laughs> pruning isn't a punishment it's our loving father's way of preparing us to produce better fruits in our lives, in our marriages, in our minds, in our relationships, in our influence with those we're around. So, so the day just pinpointing this attacking weaknesses, and the word attack means to take aggressive action against. It's it's a determined attempt to tackle a problem or a task. So, Paul, what in your experience? over these last six years, how has that become real in your life, attacking your weaknesses? Yeah, I, I, well, the first thing that, that I'm thinking, you know, is that I think one of the, the, you know, tragedies, but also the realities of the church or people in the church is that we can be deceived or we can believe that somehow we need to deny or pretend that the weaknesses are there as if somehow it, 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 shows up God in a bad light because we're no perfect uh, in particular areas. Uh, and like I say, I think that's a tragedy. It's a misunderstanding uh, of what the Bible teaches. 
uh, and it causes a lot. Of, I think it can cause a lot of pain, pressure, and it can cause people to to be denied, you know, certain growth and development opportunities. You know that I think God would have and that would make their lives better. Yeah, uh, but I over my my before becoming a Christian, uh, I, I was unable to receive correction. If anybody said anything that contradicted what I believed, then there was an, an immediate reaction, mm -hmm. uh, a defensiveness, because uh, I didn't want to hear the truth. Now, it's not necessarily that in those situations I was even conscious of what the truth was. It was just this inbuilt thing that, you know, uh, would react. Now, obviously, in order when you're reacting like that, you must to a degree subconsciously know what's been said is offensive to you. But, but over the last few years, when I came to when I came to faith, when I understood, uh, when I was prepared to accept my 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 condition and my position before God, my condition being I had no problem accepting that there was weaknesses in my life. Now, at the point when I came to faith, that is. Uh, I had to take a long, hard look at my life and really be honest with myself because I think as humans, we naturally focus on the areas that we perceive to be, that, that we perceive to be strong in, don't we? We, we, we you know, uh, that's what we do. Uh, we would rather think about, well, I'm doing this right, I'm doing that right, and that makes us feel better for the areas that we, we know that we're knowing. Uh, and understand to a degree you need to balance things because you don't want to be feeling negative uh, under condemnation, feeling bad unnecessarily. But I think it's good to reflect, to be honest about the areas of weaknesses. One of the, the, the when you asked me about this, a couple of things had come to mind. And one of them was, uh, I remember speaking to somebody uh, and I think I was looking for affirmation Uh I was wanting them to tell me that they saw what I thought about myself uh, and I asked the question, you know, uh, you know, what do you think of me? And they responded saying, I think you're an Ed. And was laughing. And I'm like, this was in a message. And I'm like, I just replied in that moment. Boom, I knew that was true. You know, that, that, me asking that question and their response cut through this facade, this idea that I had about myself. And uh, the arrow hit straight between the eyes in such a powerful, profound, but yet productive way. Mm. Because I was able to respond and say, you're right. Because mm. in that moment, I understood that actually... This was it. I don't even know exactly what age, maybe 30, there or thereabouts. So you're talking 10 years ago. So a couple of years potentially before coming to faith, there or thereabouts. Uh, I recognised in that moment that the way I'd been living my life was the way I was living my life essentially as a 14 and 15 year old. The 14 and 15 year old to checked out of school, the 14 and 15 year old who checked out emotionally, the 14 and 15 year old who abandoned any common sense or reasoning in terms of how life should go and about having boundaries and about creating a future and about following dreams and aspirations, certainly any that were positive. 
And that that cut that cut that was the first significant time I could remember in my life where truth was spoken to me and, and it was received. But even that even that experience, I don't credit to myself. Uh, I know that that was God, you know, uh, in that moment, you know, doing his work and cutting through some of the stuff that I believed uh, about myself. Uh, another time was when uh, I was after coming to faith very early days of being clean and sober for, for, for anybody who doesn't know me and who's listening, you know, for, for from those, those teenage years up until like 32, drink or drugs were a big part of my life. Uh, you know, crime was a big part of my life for a big chunk of that time as well. And I was always ducking and diving, you know, just, I was always scheming, looking for something just to make myself feel better, to distract myself away from the reality of who I really was inside and also in the circumstances that I was living in. But I'd been clean and sober. And now we're talking literally days, maybe weeks here. Uh, and, and I was speaking to a guy, uh, a Christian guy, uh, and I was talking and he just looked at me and he went, ah, but, but wait, he went like that and just looked at me. With these gentle eyes just looked at me, well, like, you talk too much. And I was like, you're right. And that was another time, like that first instance, where I knew something significant and profound uh, had happened. And now in the past, if he or anybody else had said that, I mean, what are you talking about? I'm just, you know, I tried to defend it. But in that moment, I realised what he was saying. I was good at listening and I could repeat what people had said, but I didn't really understand why people were saying what they said. And I was always very quick, always foot on the gas, revving, ready to go with what I was wanting to say. And what I was saying, like I said a minute ago, didn't really communicate what the other person was actually saying to me. Now, I share that because, like I said, I could, I could have been defensive, I could have reacted there, I could have chose to try and uh, justify, you know, or defend. But in those moments, I was just like, no, that's absolutely right. I know there's mileage in this for me. I know that if I can get better at listening and pausing and processing and thinking before I actually speak, then I'm going to be better, uh, better positioned. So th those are two instances that came to mind when uh, we were, we were uh, when you asked me that, came, uh, that, that I was thinking about. And, you know, the other thing that I thought about as well was in the book of James, and it's specifically talking about the word, but it says this, I'll just read it, I've got it here open, it says, anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, uh, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. Now, like I said, the context here is specifically the Bible, but God speaks to his, God. That was God speaking to me in these two instances. This was God correcting me and saying, this is the truth about you, son. You know, uh, and I, I had a choice in that moment. Uh, and, and as a result, I take the time to take it on board, to process it and to no look away, to no focus on others. Oh, but I'm cleaning, I'm sober. You know, you can justify things and you can say, it's like a set of scales. You can say, all right, I know that's a wee bit under, underweight there, but there's this push. And you can try and balance things out unnecessarily and you can lose the point because we never know 
how those corrections or those direction or that instruction, we, we, we can never know how uh, powerful, how meaningful, and how significant that, that significant that can be if we don't receive it. Exactly. And, you know, hearing that, I, I'm so impressed with, with, and I've hit, you know, I'm in, we, we partner with people that have, you know, they've got real strong links to the 12 steps, but they, 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 they are following a program without Jesus, most of them. And so, but there's this almost, um, you know, but I'm doing, I can I can live like that. I can I can deal with this program and that's me, I'm fine. But you know, I I I get I get why people think like that, but what you've just said there is 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 painting a picture of what we that what this full message is about is we are constantly being pruned and corrected and uh, you know updated like, like just what you said there. People who come into our life see things that we can't see. So it's not just about us taking stock because, you know, I know that's big, massive part. We spoke about that last week. The reason First Corinthians 11, the reason many are weak, the reason many are sick, the reason many have died is because they never thoroughly examined uh, 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 and judged themselves correcting the issues that are wrong with them. And I'm going, this is not just mental, physically weak. It's not just this physical sickness and physical death. It's spiritual and mental and moral. If I don't examine, if I don't allow input from others, like what you've just said there, and actually be willing to receive it and take a look in the mirror and not deceive myself and no say, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, when I'm absolutely riddled with all sorts of fear, all sorts of resentment, all sorts of the world's against me, you know, I'm against everybody else, I'm a victim, you know, eh, they things are going to reproduce. Mm-hmm. And so, what about this one? Jesus said, Matthew 7, unless we address our own stuff, we'll not have the power to help anybody else with their stuff. He said, take the plank first out your eye, so that you'll then have the power. You'll receive the ability to help remove the faults in your others, the brother's sister's eyes, if they want it. Yeah. You've you know, we've heard you can't help folk. We can't people in handcuffs can't set MDLs free. You can't you can't preach freedom in a, in a set while you're in bondage yourself. You can't lead somebody to where you know yourself. Um, you know, what's your thoughts on that one? Right, well, I mean, when you were talking about the twelve steps, what came to mind is, and I think the twelve steps is great for offering a, a, a framework. You know, if people are struggling with addiction, in particular, if they're not open to faith, my, my first port of call is all if somebody's looking to go to a rehab is to try if they're open to, to send them to a Christian one. Not just because, uh, you know, that's what I believe in, and I know that how I know how significant and uh, important it's been in my own life, but. Also, the program's longer, so there's other practical reasons behind that. But but what I was thinking when you were referring to the, the 12 steps was that I think part of the problem with people is, is part of the 12-step program is to have a sponsor. Now, if people are really, uh, if people are really diligent and following that, then see when it comes to every area of their life, they're bouncing it off someday. You know, and they're, they're asking for their feedback. They're asking for their opinion. They're saying, this is what I'm thinking about this. What do you think? Which is a good thing. But the problem with that is, 
if the person that you're asking, if their understanding of what the purpose of the program is is diluted or minimal, then you're only you're they're only going to essentially co-sign something that that you're you've already decided. Now I'm not saying that's always the case. And and I'm hoping to balance what I'm saying between I think there's there's a it's a positive thing it can be a positive thing for people, but for for me and for us as Christians certainly for me and you, when I first when I first started getting into recovery or church I just wanted after or drugs that's the truth of the matter I had no desire or interest in surrendering anything else. In fact, I wasn't even willing initially to surrender drink. I still wanted to drink. I still wanted the that recreational lifestyle. You know, the pub, the banter, the pool, the music. I wanted that, the football. But that was part of the process. And and we sharing others, they were encouraging me, look, you need to be honest with yourself in terms of your experience when it comes to drink. What was your relationship with drink like? Uh, and and through that I was able to see and then accept that actually I can't drink at all. It needs to be everything. Uh, but but as I, I continued in church and as I continued to read the Bible and share with people, what I realised was is that my problems were far bigger and far deeper than just drink or drugs. Drink and drugs were a symptom of my problem. Now the ultimate problem there with drink or drugs for me was that it was a sin, it was idolatry, it was a thing that I worshipped, it was my go-to, it was my idol that I looked to to get me through and, you know, to, to help me and bring me comfort, to bring me satisfaction in life, whether that was using or selling. Uh, but I can't realise that actually, you know, there was part of the, the, the reason for the drink of drugs as well was the circumstances as a young boy, you know, abuse and rejection and, you know, trying to fit in as well, trying to find a sense of purpose and meaning. All these things were as important or significant in my addiction as, you know, just being a sin, a blatant sin. Uh, so I realised that very early on that, that I needed God to deal with me at the heart level. I needed them to, to, to change my heart because the desires were sinful and wrong, uh, but also there was hurt, there was healing there, there was wounds that had been caused and inflicted upon me. The thing about the Bible is and about faith is when it comes to sin, we're both violators and victims. That's why I was so glad to hear that he, he'll come to heal the brokenhearted and bind up their wounds because I needed that as much as I needed forgiveness, which I did, and I knew that I needed that as well. So I knew that I needed more than just uh, this uh, external, just uh, basically don'ts, a list of don'ts if I don't do this and I don't do that as, as a Christian for anybody who professes to be a Christian God is more concerned with working in us than he is through us because the whole purpose and the mission of God in our lives, once we're saved is to conform us into the image of God the, you know, the doctrine, the theological term is uh, sanctification <laughs> he wants to change us and make him more like him now that's how we how we think, how we, we act, how we we think, how we respond to situations and how we behave uh, as well. So if the person, especially Christians, like I would say it's unwise for a Christian in particular who's in recovery or who to seek counsel for somebody who's no uncertain yeah. matters, because it's like you you know, the, 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 if they don't agree with what it is that you believe and the standard in which you should live your life, then they're never gonna uh, it would be unusual for them to encourage you, you know, to live that that way. So accountability with right people who are trying to are striving to live 
and seeking to live by the same standards. Not only is you, but more importantly, is what the Bible teaches, I think, is uh, important. I, I, I feel strong about that. When I was speaking at one of the retreats recently, I was I, I this in my heart to speak to the guys about, listen, if you want, if, if you know, you need to be around uh, Jesus' followers if you want to be, dis- uh, you want to walk them. Mm-hmm. You need, you know, you need to be discipled by somebody who knows them, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. What you just pointed out there is somebody who's not removed the the certain things out of their life. And I've experienced this over counselling people for the twelve steps over the last years. You know, the the the, the framework is brilliant, as you're saying. The extent that they've got a lot of great things in place that that that. You know, Christians need, we need to have these yeah. things. That I'm actually in, taking inventory. I'm, I'm far more uh, diligent, far more intentional about, t- t- you know, looking, you know, examining, judging myself, correcting these defects yeah. of flaws, attacking these weaknesses, asking humbly, humbly asking God to remove them. But the other thing is, uh, you know, in my experience there, it was like, but it only take you so far. That can only take you so far because you're needing you're needing the healing restoration ministry of Jesus to come into the deeper things that you can manage your life so much with that. But their healing is beyond it. That's how I'm trying. I'm trying to say is you know to to recognize that I, I'm I'm a you know I, I can't do this without Jesus. So to, to, for me to say I can work a program and that's me all right is is actually saying I don't need a savior. It's actually saying that I don't need what he's done. I don't need the mediator between God and man. I don't need forgiveness. I don't need grace. I don't need uh, deliverance. I don't need healing. I don't need restoration. That's not true. So I know that that's the case. And so um, I think we're in danger here of going away after something really, but I think in, in my experience, because I, I value and appreciate the framework of that, and, and they're examining, identifying defects, admitting them, uh, becoming entirely ready for God to remove them. Because that, that's one of the biggest bugbears, you know, your people, uh, myself, you know, I'm looking at myself, I can't, I can't you know, but I'm, people close to me, that you're, they're not, they're not, uh, they're not, they're not taking that aggressive action against the things it may be no be the addiction. It may be, it may be no be the uh, you know the things that are ruining your life as much. But anger, you know, uh, using your strength in the wrong ways, you know, holding on to grudges and you know allowing allowing this these kind of patterns to keep you in this kind of defeat. And uh, I think really the 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 message, uh, you know, for 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 me here is. People need mobilised. That's the, that's the point of this. Because I see that at 12 step. People have a framework that they actually say, right, we need to identify this and admit this. And what I can see is we can, because in my Christian experience, it can be, because I'm in this part and I punish myself, I complain about my weaknesses. I make excuses about my weaknesses. I blame my weaknesses on other, others instead of attacking them, taking responsibility. This is mine. God's speaking to me. He's pruning me. He's correcting me. So what you demonstrated by the, by, by, uh, when people, the two things you said at the beginning, talk too much. This is how I see you. You know, 
you received that without the in the right spirit, you know, wasn't it this defensiveness and I'm no I'm not gonna listen to anybody. I'm gonna have these walls of protection up that keep keep all that sense of because of insecurity and the, the lack of the lack of ability to actually willingness to grow because you've been we've got so many walls around us, you know. Um mm-hmm. so but let's talk about attacking these weaknesses, how that's playing out, you know, because I know that both of us are involved in, in, in fitness plans and diet plans, you know, and that as it is in the natural, so it is in the spiritual, you know, tell me, tell me, you know, have you seen this in your Christian experience, like widely promoted people are getting, are getting encouraged, mobilised to attack their weaknesses? Uh, no, no massively, you know, uh, I think that, the, the church I'm currently in, uh, you know, is uh, very Bible-based, which is great, and it should be, uh, but it, it usually involves working through a book, which is a good way to study, to understand the context. Uh, but one of the areas that, that I'm just thinking for myself, which was a weakness, was, like you've said about fitness, it wasn't even so much fitness that was my issue. My issue was eating, eating the rang hangs and often eating too much. Now, for years, I've tried to manage that with exercise. And I was told years ago, you'll never work off a bad diet. You'll never be able to go to the gym and work off a bad diet. You know, that needs to be done in the kitchen. Um, but I've never heard anybody preach on gluttony. Never. Again, I think that, you know, maybe people who struggle with it, who are preachers, maybe struggle to preach on it because they feel like a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't understand that because I think you should preach for your weaknesses if you're willing and open to change. If you're not willing to change, then don't bother saying anything about it. But if you recognise this is an area that I fall short, and I know that biblically speaking, this is uh, contrary to what it teaches, then we should be willing to do something about it. So I think it's perfectly fine to stand up and say, look, I'm, spe- I'm speaking on this, not because I'm there, I've conquered it, but because I know what I need. I need prayer and I need action on it and coming for that place because another thing that, that I love to a degree uh, since coming to church and, and coming to faith is everybody wants to give you home bacon. You get fed. All the churches are notorious, certainly down in the air for feeding folk. And that's great. They're trying to meet a need. But it, and, and when you go to Christian houses, you know what I mean, with hospitality, you've got a platter there with biscuits and all that on it. You feel obliged to eat at least two because of the spread that they've put. Uh, but I'm saying all this just because uh, eating was a bad, uh, was a bad, bad. I was, uh, my lifestyle and eating wasn't great. And it was causing... Uh, it was causing, it was affecting the quality of my life. It was inflict, affecting my energy levels. Uh, it was, uh, it also just affects your general health, your heart. I mean, I was, I was nearly 110 kilo, uh, about seven, well, to put it in context, you no, know, uh, towards the end of 2020, around about October 2020, I was uh, just, I was 101 kilo. And at that point, I thought, oh, man, this is getting out of hand. Mm-hmm. And, I, uh, and I participated in a programme. We spoke about it, mate. Uh, and uh, I ended up losing, getting down to 89 kilo within three months. 
Uh, but 89 kilo was underweight for me, I felt. But anyway, that was so the beginning of 2021. And there we are beginning of 2023. I was nearly 110 kilo. So in two years, uh, bit by bit over that 2021 and then certainly in 2022, weight just kept climbing and climbing and climbing. Now, the mere weight you're carrying, your nose fat, you feel there's a strain on your heart. Your mental health's not as good because you're eating things. At times I was eating things and it's like, I don't even want this. It's just a pure habit. I'm just eating it because it's there. I'm just eating it. You know, it's like somehow you deserve something sweet because you've had something savoury. Just these bad habits. And then we've got a wee son who's three. Now, I continue doing that. You know, A, at best, I'll know the health to play with him as I should. You know, worse than that, I could could die of or have heart problems. Uh, and I'm teaching on these bad habits. Uh, and the Bible speaks a lot about self-control. And I believe as well that when you exercise self-control in one area, I believe it's transferable. I believe it's like a muscle where, you, you know, you, you learn self-control. It's a, it's a fruit. It's a fruit. Uh, so uh, I decided, well, Suzanne and I both decided that we needed to do something about it. It was out of hand. That was the heaviest that was ever what I can remember, I don't remember ever being, certainly no seeing on the scales that I was conscious of, that was the heaviest I'd ever been. Now, nobody ever said anything to me about that. I could have justified it and went, well, I'm no using drinking or drugs, I'm no gambling, I'm no on porn sites, I'm no being unfaithful to my wife, you know, it's fine. Uh, but I knew within myself, based on what I've said, that this needs to change, this isn't honouring God. You know, my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who dwells in me, and this is how I'm treating it. That, you know, my body's a gift. This is the only body that I've got, uh, and I should look after it. If I look after that, it's more inclined to look after me. Uh, so we decided that we would do something about it, uh, and we we, uh, we we signed up for uh, Slimming World. Name, name Dorsman's, by the way, for mentioning that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's been great. It's been great, mate, because I, I've no been I've no been as exercising as much as I have done. Losing weight, the 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 the, the main tool for losing weight is an exercise. It's part of it, but it's that's me a part like part of my work, but it's also just a contributing factor to how I maintain my, my mental health and my general health. I'm not trying to knock my pan in in order to lose weight. I'm working on the diet. And it's all about food optimising. I've no time to look into that yet, but it involves eating certain dairy stuff, eating fibre, certain things that you can eat, that you can have as much of as you want, and other things that cost you sins, believe it or not. <laughs> so you're allowed so many bad things a day. Uh, and as a result of that, over the last probably maybe seven weeks, uh, that that's me from 110, 109.9. That was me. I just weighed in yesterday and I was 98.8. But much more energy. Uh, I can have these early morning rises. And whereas before I was done, I was beat before nine o'clock. I was beat. I've got more energy. Uh, and that's a practical example of, of uh, you know, something that is very spiritual because I believe self-control, like I've said, is something that God wants for us. But it's also the, the, the benefits to me my family uh, are great and we can encourage each other as we go along the way as well we set about we're setting the boundaries for what we perceive to be acceptable rather than what society uh, would maybe tell us and it is it's practical but that has to be practical <clears throat> because 
I, I love uh, Matthew eleven twelve. You just said the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and it is the violent who take it by force. And what is what it's speaking about is this aggressive action, this violence. You know, it's it's this a uh, uh, discipline, this conquering the self life in us. This uh, my wee devotion says uh, 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 that together with this intense longing for God's kingdom to come in our lives and this tireless effort to know and to do as well. That's speaking about an intention. That's speaking about a desire that has to not be passive. No, I'm just sitting back watching the world pass me by, going with the tide, trusting to the current. It's That speaks of, no, I'm, I'm intentionally resisting things that are coming against me. The, the desires to, to, to overeat, to, to look at the rank sites, to... To, uh, to to yield to the temptation to other things, you know, I I I'm I'm going against that, but you know, the, and the other thing side it is, it's it's character weaknesses, it's my anger problem, it's yeah. my it's my jealousy problem, it's my obsessing and mentally, it's me not taking responsibility for my inner life, it's me saying, oh, um, you know, I I'll, I'll just love and hate the rest of my days. I'll live with a toxicity in my brain and say, this is this is this is all right. I'll just make excuses for that. No, if you want the life God intended, that needs to be attacked. That needs to be, I take responsibility for this. This mind is my mind. I'm not allowing this stuff in it. I'm attacking that. I mean, I, I could share at length about, you know, the things that God is directly, direct, the direct divine guidance I've had on these things. And it and it, I've got multiple instructions that showed me when I get attacked, I've noticed sat there, passive, just accepting it, allowing it to happen without resistance. After st- after rise up, and attack that, after take aggressive action, after prepare myself to actually overcome this, and preparing yourself as a discipline, preparing ourself as. As, as, as you say, the you know, the, the just beautiful picture of the, with the dietary stuff. It's about I'm 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 intentionally uh, you know applying myself this way. Yeah. Uh, so the that you know and and a couple of wee things I've read about this. It's things that I've that I've that are important to know is be ready to see a weakness. So what you said at the beginning was. If we are if we are so hurt because behind all this defensiveness, behind all these protective walls, uh, that can be anger, that can be rebellion, there's actually well, there's some behind all that. And until we say, I am I am willing to be pruned, I'm willing to be corrected. I'm just I'm just want to be willing. <laughs> you know, I'm just ready to be willing. Um the context of Revelation chapter 3, when we hear a lot of this, Jesus stands at the doors and knocks, it says, that's 3 verse 20. He stands at the door and knocks, but the context is actually talking about the Laodicean church who were lukewarm, who thought they were pure, they were, they were needing nothing, they were, they, were so, they were so complete, and he goes, you don't know how miserable, wretched, poor that you are. He says, I counsel you to buy from me myself so that you can see now, Jesus loved them enough to tell them the truth, just what happened to you at the beginning. He said, you know, I heard these things, and it was like, oh, 
I needed to hear that. I need I need to hear that cut right through my self-deception. My my this um look because of what I've done or how far I've came or what the progress I've made, I'm I've I've made it. So true. Mm-hmm. And it's a most it's a most life-giving place, I feel, to actually have that. I've not arrived. I'm dependent. I'm, I'm excited about being changed. I'm excited about being pruned. I'm excited about being updated so that actually I don't have to keep living life through the same little perspective, believing the same stuff, interpreting life the same way, and then unable, by the way, unable to see beyond where I am. Because I, I only see further when actually things are removed. That's what Matthew 7, Jesus and Matthew 7 said. And when you remove the problems for your own eyes, you've got the power then to see. You've got the power then to help and see. And your brother's life, that's what you're saying about the, 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 the sponsor, which is a great thing, great principle. But if that person hasn't been healed and hasn't went, hasn't allowed Jesus into areas of their heart, how can they lead you into that? They can't. <laughs> so, uh, to finish, mate, this, this one wee thing I've, I've, I've received about being willing to receive Sorry, ready to see. Be ready to see a weakness and then attack it. Take aggressive action. Don't sit about moaning and complaining and punishing yourself because you've got a weakness. It's actually, okay, I've through God's strength, I claim his strength and I attack these things. And how we do that is review, review our character. Review where we're at. When we've looked at ourselves, as Paul said in uh, James there, when we look at the self and the word, don't just run away and forget it, but review what's my character like. Where where would Jesus be acting differently in these relationships, circumstances? And then this is to me, it's revolutionary. I've, I've never heard this because it, it, it there's a there's a weight of responsibility on this, but we are the ones who have to plan how best such and such this fault can be eradicated how these sins or failures or mistakes in our lives be, be avoided. I mean, that, that's high ground. But that's actually, that's then taking us into, you know, I, I've, got, I've got maybe a part to play in the working out of my salvation than I've been, than I've been maybe maybe assuming, you know, I've maybe been living like this, this isn't it? You know, God does it all, does he? I can tell you. You know, I remember he said to me after my first fiance left me, I tried to tell you, I'm going, what? I was so booming dumb and naive to these things spiritually. Maybe that's a strong word, dumb, but but, but, but naive, ignorant. Because I thought Philippians 1 and, and, a, and, a, and a, a verse in Psalms that God says, I will perfect that which concerns you. I will complete that which was started in Philippians. But I'm hanging God, God's it's all up to God. And he goes, listen, I tried to tell you, and I, I, that, that smashed my, my theology in bits. Because actually he's saying, see, if you don't, if you don't listen to what I'm telling you, you, you this will no come, you know, you want my best, you've got to follow my instructions. So you need, I, I need your obedience. I need your cooperation. So, um, aye. So we just, we just finish. What's your thoughts? You want to share in on that before we just close with prayer, mate? Uh, what else have you got to say? There was one thing that came to mind that might be helpful. What I've recognised through this this journey, latterly, 
Now, I hope anybody listening picked up on the fact that this, the, 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 the battle with the weight has been an ongoing thing, you know, and there was a couple of years where I let it build back back up and there was ex- uh, extreme circumstances that had happened as well, a number of different factors, but I wish I was able to say that, you know, as things or as I've identified things or seen things or I've known, you know, re- uh, received things that, that have been quick to do it, you know what I mean? Sometimes I have on certain things and other things I've no. Uh, but what, what I've seen over this these last few weeks, there's times where I've thought I've thought about having something that I know wouldn't be good for me. And I've felt bad about it as I, as if I've actually did it. Right. Uh, maybe people will be able to relate with that, whether it's food or something else. Sometimes our feelings can manipulate us, you know what I mean? And can we can feel that we've already done something when we've no. And I think it's important to recognise those things because those things can keep us stuck, whatever it is, those emotions or that manipulation of emotions can keep us paralysed, can keep us stuck. It might be fear of what might happen. It might be uncertainty. Uh, it might be, and, and for a lot of people as well, uh, depending on the condition of their heart, if somebody challenges somebody on something, see if they're not prepared. If they don't, if they're not understood it as a weakness, if they don't believe it needs addressed, anytime somebody challenges somebody on something, it's just defensiveness. We need to know the weaknesses. So I would just finish with this, mate. One other thing that came to mind when you asked me was the parable of the sower. And again, it's talking about the word, those who receive the word. Uh, you know, the word fell on, on some, for some it fell on the path. For some it fell in rocky places. For some it f- fell in thorns. And others it was on good soil and produced much fruit. No, I think that, that you know that 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 teaching there is about salvation, you know. But I think, and I think it's representative in terms of the word. I think it's re- these are certainly representative of me when it comes to the Bible and things that it teaches, even through my walk of salvation. You know, there's sometimes I'm my heart's more prepared and in better condition when I'm at church, when I'm listening and stuff like that, when I'm applying. But I think as well that these principles can be a, a, applicable. To the things that we are talking about, because wow. if somebody's heart's not in the place to receive it, which we've already said, if there's other things going on, if, if if for example, if I'm a successful businessman making good cash and get nice car and all that, I'm I'm not going to be I'm not going to be as aware or willing to look at you know the fact that my marriage is crumbling because I, I've told I, internally uh, the scales you know as far as I'm concerned the scales are the two bad are that's why it's important to have other people. You know, in the context of marriages, you know, listening to your wife or whatever it is. But I'm just saying that because what I would say to anybody is wherever you're at, whatever your struggles, whatever your weaknesses, whether you know that they're there or no, pray and ask God to show you your weaknesses. Pray and ask God to show you what are the what areas do you want to uh, work in in my life? What areas uh, do you need permission in? What areas do you want me to be aware of to let you work in me and then work through me? Because the only way I'm able to help anybody today, you touched on some of the work that I do with North Hill together. Also, you know, I'm uh, very involved with wheels in motion. We work with people with addiction and all that. So I'm in contact with people with addiction issues, mental health, mental health issues, criminal justice backgrounds most days. 
Uh, and the only way I'm able to help them, mate, is because of how I've allowed God to work in me and help me. That's all I've got to offer people, you know what I mean? What God's done in me and uh, that that's the main thing I have to offer. So that's the last thing I, I would just finish with, mate. Just ask God and, and give him access today what he wants to do, to, to do what he's willing to do. And uh, we, we don't want to hear uh, what we want to hear. We need to hear what we need to hear. And I always say that to people, listen, if you're, if you're going to be close to me, I'll tell you what you need to hear, know what you want to hear, because what you need to hear is far more important than what you want to, want to hear. And that's what I would say to anybody listening as well. Yeah, brilliant, Paul. And that just to finish on that, because that, that sense of, you know, it's not a game of perfect, but, you know, what this... What this false series is about, I, I feel, is the mobilisation of these things. I got sent this for a marine years ago who I worked with in forestry. It was a commando ethos. And the commando mindset is this, be first to understand, be the first to adapt and respond, and be the first to overcome. And then you've got the spirit, which is the commando spirit, is courage, determination, unselfishness, cheerfulness. But that mindset is, look... I need updated in my ability to understand this isn't punishment, this is correction, is the condemnation. I've not to feel sorry for myself and punish myself because I've got a weakness. I've, I've to understand that this is a loving father preparing me for better fruit in whatever area he is dealing with you now. And that's the thing, we can't, we can't follow a framework for that because no. we limit ourselves to growing only within a certain 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 parameters. If we say this is this is the only inventory I ever do, it's only in this, you know, this this these certain areas and this with these certain worksheets. No, you're actually saying, God, I'm I'm asking for you to speak and uh, to me and help me see things, uh, weaknesses and areas that need to be changed so that I can grow. So that thing about being the first to adapt and respond. So we just pray over this, uh, you know, as you've listened to this series. This equips you, it empowers you, it mobilizes your heart, it mobilizes your spirit to no be longer a prisoner or a passenger, but to be a participant, to be to be to be engaged, to be mobilized in your uh, in this walk of, of working out your own salvation, of swimming against the tide that's coming against you, to press forward. Uh, one day at a time to take that responsibility with your spiritual, mental, physical, relational life. Uh, so we just pray that impartation of this, the attack, the spirit of uh, taking aggressive action, the spirit that's initiated to take aggressive action. It's no longer this victim uh, taking out of this sitting, sitting by the sidelines of life, licking its wounds. Uh, but it's it's engaged. It's 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 affirmed and initiated to engage in the battle, freed to to to. Uh, to resist and to, to stand against. So I just pray that for every person listening. We thank you for this time. We thank you for their hearts. We, we pray our victory. We pray freedom. We pray release in their lives. In Jesus' name. This has been the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events, connect with us online at www.freedomfighter.life or drop us an email at info at freedomfighters.life. Until next time, God bless you.